TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are clearly, obviously, going to deal with the ridiculous indictments that have now come down against former President Trump. We'll talk about a few other things as well. Uh, we've got my buddy Tom Leonard who's going to drop by. There have been some uh, grocery stores that have closed down in the last uh, couple of months. And I'm trying to figure out if there's some sort of recalibration or is it, uh, uh, is it inflation? Is it supply chain issues? So uh, Tom from uh, Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market uh, will be with us at 435. And because we are being bombarded with uh, so much nonsensical coverage of the uh, indictments, uh, we're going to take uh, just a small break at 3.35. Charlie Kroll is going to be with us from Cruise and Tour. Yes, we're going to talk a couple of minutes about this incredible trip we're doing next year to France. Why? Well, because I don't know about you, I need some good news right about now. And Charlie, I know, can provide that for us. Let, let, let's just uh, for a moment here talk about the never-ending attacks on former President Trump. You do not need to be a fan of Donald Trump or a supporter of Donald Trump. You don't have to be somebody who even voted for Donald Trump. You simply have to be an American who has read a book or two, is even slightly literate, and has, I don't know, two, three synapses firing to see what an absolute travesty the continual attacks on this man are. You can stand up and proudly say, if you want to, that you don't like Donald Trump. I'll defend your right to say that. I don't have to agree with anything that you say. I I will defend your right to speak freely. But you know, and I know, that these attacks, the indictments, and who knows, maybe there are more indictments coming down the line, These are politically motivated. There really is nothing else here except the motivation on the part of what I I can only sense is a thoroughly corrupt Biden White House to make sure that they damage former President Donald Trump as much as possible. I don't know if you took the time to read the 45-page indictment. Now, I have it posted. If you would like to take a look at it, go to The Jeff Katz Show over on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show over on Facebook. I have the whole 45 pages posted there. It's PDF, easy to look through. 
the assertions that are made in there, I have to tell you, I, I think really are just a step or two away from crazy. This whole thing hinges on Donald Trump, quote, knowing that he lost the election. Let's uh, let let's go back to some of our favorite leftists who criticized former President Trump for having people around who were providing him with bad information, bad information on all sorts of things. A couple of examples that uh, that I pulled for you here. You'll remember, I hope. Donald Trump said, I am going to move the American embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv, which is not the capital city. I'm going to move it to Jerusalem. Great idea. Do you remember what he was told? He was told that moving that embassy would start a war. These were the experts. The experts said, oh, wait a minute now, you you can't just up and move the American embassy from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. There's going to be a war that breaks out. Well, you know what happened, right? There was no war. The American embassy was moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Donald Trump did what uh, very few politicians have ever done, and that was to keep a campaign promise moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, was told by all the experts, all of the the, uh, the chattering head class on, on all of the talking head shows, all of the members of the, uh, the legacy news media, God, keep doing that, uh, that wonderful left-wing water carrying that you do. All of the elected officials, both sides, it's going to start a war. Didn't start a war. So what do you think Donald Trump's takeaway was? takeaway was probably huh well, I'm not sure what these uh, these folks uh, really know Let me give you another one he was told that if he went into the Middle East and brokered a peace deal with the with the Arab nations which surround Israel and by the way many of them of course continue to say that they will drive the uh, the Jews into the sea but I digress but if he went in there and was able to broker a peace deal, there would be a war if he didn't include the, the PLO operatives, the Palestinians. Well, you know what he did? He still brokered the peace deal. He, he got peace in the Middle East. Israel and a variety of their neighbors did not include the, the terrorist PLO organization did not include the, quote, so-called Palestinian Authority, which is really the PLO with a different business card. And you know what happened? There wasn't a war. But no, wait, these are all the experts, man. All the experts. All of the uh, the White House staff, all of the State Department staff, everybody in the House and the Senate, legacy news media hacks, they all got together. It's going to start a war. Trump doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's going to start a war. It's guaranteed. Guess what happened? No war. So what do you think Donald Trump's takeaway was from that? Donald Trump, I I have to say, probably looked at that and said, huh, maybe these folks really don't know what they're talking about. Now, it was the same people who told Donald Trump 
and continue to tell us the election was not stolen. The absolutely shameless bum kissers and water carriers in newsrooms around America immediately glommed onto a Democrat Party term, the big lie about the elections. They, man, they determined that they were all above board within minutes of the polls closing. And they stuck with that. And the experts in the House, the all these same people who had told Donald Trump that his actions were going to fail and start wars and they didn't start a single freaking war, they then jumped up and said, hey, this election was totally on the up and up. What do you think Donald Trump thought? Because that's part of this case. You have to get to Donald Trump's state of mind. And this indictment continues to say that Donald Trump knowingly said blah, blah, blah. Knowingly. Well, how do we know what he was thinking? There seems to me to be exactly zero evidence that I've been able to glean. And that's just me. I'm not saying it's not out there. I'm just telling you that I have not been able to. Located. There doesn't seem to be anything that confirms this assertion that, quote, Donald Trump knew that the election was not stolen, but continued to say that it was. That he knew there was not widespread fraud, but he continued to say that it was. Now, you may blame other people. I'm hearing former Vice President Mike Pence say, well, Donald Trump was uh, surrounded by a bunch of crackpot lawyers and they kept telling him that the election was stolen. Well, let's say that's the case. Let's say you're Donald Trump. And on the one hand, you've got your attorneys telling you, yep, Mr. President, it was stolen. We've got examples of fraud. We've got this. We've got that. And then on the other hand, you have all of the usual suspects who for four years beat up on you every single solitary chance they had. Told you over and over and over and over again that what you were doing was going to do B when in fact it was going to do A and it did A. Who are you going to believe? I'm here to tell you that you can hate Donald Trump if you want. I don't really care. But if you read this indictment, and again, it's 45 pages long, it hinges on this idea that he knew A, B, and C. And I can't find any evidence in there that he knew A, B, and C. In a case like this, it would seem to me that you would have some some quote attributed to somebody. You would say the defendant turned to, I don't know, the vice president and said, Hey, Mike, listen, I know everything was on the up and up, but man, we got to keep doing this. That would tell you that he, he knew such and such. There's nothing like that in there. And once again, you've got leading legal minds, I turn to Professor Alan Dershowitz, who is once again defending, not serving as defense counsel, but defending former President Trump, saying that this indictment is absolute uh, horse hockey. It's just ridiculous. But here's the idea behind it. I'm going to get to it more in a second. The idea behind this, on the part of the Biden administration, and yes, the Biden Merrick Garland Department of Justice, is to bleed Donald Trump blind. To have him 
spending so much time and so much money and so much so much of his energy on these uh, varied indictments that he he has no money left. He's got no time left to campaign. He doesn't have money available for campaign purposes to literally bleed him dry. Now, I don't know if that works or not, but I'm telling you, that's my sense. Having survived uh, five decades on God's green earth, that's what I see going on right here. All right, it is a, uh, a Wednesday afternoon. Yes, we're going to talk about this more. And uh, at 3.35, we're not going to talk about this at all. We're going to talk about the great adventure to France that I swear to you, you got to act quickly because these tickets are just like flying out the door. 315, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA, a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, we're going to take a break from all of the uh, insane politics for a couple moments at 3.35. We're going to uh, chat a little bit about this upcoming adventure. I've got tickets for you for the uh, the ABBA Live show at the Meadow Event Park, August the 10th in Doswell. I am going to give those to you. Uh, I'm going to call it 3.45, all right? So right about 20 minutes from now. Nah, give me a minute or two, but let's call it 3.45 that you'll definitely be here for that. Final assessment at the moment on this indictment. Yes, I... I Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I think it is, uh, it's absurd, it's ridiculous. There's a problem, a couple of problems. Number one, this is going to be heard in the District of Columbia where there's, what, 97% of the folks who have voted for uh, Barack Obama or Joe Biden, and it's being held in the courtroom presided over by an Obama-appointed judge. Uh, This is not set up in any way, shape, or form for Donald Trump to get a fair shake of that. How do you get a jury from that jury pool that is actually going to treat former President Trump fairly? I I don't think you can. I really honestly don't think you can. And I think it's, it's something that moves us closer and closer and closer to the entire third world circus atmosphere. I mean, we are becoming Venezuela in front of our very own eyes. My friend John Reed follows this and has insight every single morning, as you know, Right here, starting at 6 a.m. Make sure you're here for that. It is 325 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday, and I know we are in the midst of uh, covering all sorts of uh, big events and the uh, the latest indictment and all the rest of that, but i got to take a couple of minutes, pull my head away from all of that, 
talk about something that is really positive and fun. It's the first Jeff Katz trip that we've done in a while. And I, I, I told you that uh, when I decided to do a Jeff Katz trip again, I said, okay, number one, I got to reach out to my fellow talk radio personalities. And I looked at the top 50, as you know, I'm in the top 50 list of talk radio people. And I have a lot of friends and we chatted and everybody said, you got to call Charlie. You got to call Deanna. You've got to call Cruz and Tor. See, it's the only people we would work with. So I worked with them and I gave them what I thought was an almost impossible challenge. Number one, I wanted to be in Normandy as the 80th anniversary of D-Day was being commemorated. And they said, okay, uh, hold our beer. Let us put together something. And, man, they have put together an absolutely award-winning luxury trip. And uh, I wanted to bring Charlie into the conversation again to cover all of the details that we can. Charlie, good afternoon, sir. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for the warm welcome and the kind words. Well, they are heartfelt, I'll tell you that. I am so excited about this. Heidi's excited about it. Our friends are excited about it. We've been talking about it, obviously. And I know we have offered this $1,000 per couple discount, which I've got to think, we, we kind of got to, that's got to wrap up soon, right? You know, we've got a, uh, a great group of folks already uh, signed up for your trip, so I know you guys are going to have a blast. Uh, for us, uh, the narrative is always the more the merrier. So as long as we can offer that, we always push uh, our, our friends and our suppliers to make sure that they give us the best possible deal. And so, uh, you know, we've got, some, we've got couples booked. We have uh, some singles uh, who have already uh, reserved their trip. We actually okay. have one uh, person who uh, their father participated in the D-Day invasion, and he's going there with you to commemorate this. So uh, I'll tell you what, as long as we can offer it, as long as we can keep uh, pushing uh, to, to keep this deal alive, we want uh, anybody who's interested. And I can tell you there's been an absolute ton of interest in this. Uh, we, want, we want to be able to offer it as long as we can. So we'll, we'll keep pushing for you. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to leave that up to you as I'm leaving the uh, the details uh, because you have put together a trip. I'll tell you, Heidi and I have been watching videos for, for weeks now with the electric tuk-tuk that starts this whole tour of Paris and a, and a glass of champagne. Tell me a little bit about what we're going to do those, those first couple of days with, with the tour and the dinner in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it's uh, it's not one of these kind of tours where you're going to arrive from the airport in the morning and sit around in the hotel for the afternoon and wait for your room to get ready. Uh, we, we get you off the plane and immediately... Uh, you know, start rocking and rolling in style. So that took took tour uh, some of the back streets with champagne in hand, uh, Eiffel Tower. So we don't we're not just going to stare at the Eiffel Tower. We are going to be inside the Eiffel Tower having dinner that first night with, of course, some great French wine included. Uh, we've got a tour of the Louvre uh, the next day before we get on the boat. It is uh, kind of a who's who start to the uh, to the beginning of the tour here. Wow. So the uh, the the Eiffel Tower thing, I have always wanted to have dinner in the Eiffel Tower. And I've had so many people who've gone to France and they've they, they've told me, oh, well, we had dinner in this restaurant that was near the Eiffel Tower. It, it, we had to pass by the Eiffel Tower. But man, we are in a Michelin star restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. That's incredible. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly uh, one of the hardest reservations in town, so <laughs> happy to do it for you. All right, I want to remind everybody, Charlie Kroll is joining me from Cruise and Tour, 800-383-3131. We're just talking a little bit about the, uh, I'm calling it the Jeff Katz Adventure, 800-383-3131, April 2024. We are headed to France. So we're not staying in a hotel. Uh, we are going to be aboard the SS Joie de Vivre. Explain to everyone a little bit, Charlie, number one, about the ship itself. And, and I'm telling you, I, we've been watching these videos. It, it's gorgeous. I mean, this is like five-star all the way. But we're going to use that sort of like as our base of operation as we travel down the River Seine. It's, it's honestly one of the best ways you can travel and experience uh, any sort of uh, country, but specifically France. Uh, when you get there, you unpack once, uh, and then you have this um, relaxed luxury. Um, this, this ship is specifically designed to be in France, so everything is French feeling. You don't feel like you're just in kind of this modern, sterile ship. It is uh, boutique. Uh, the service is... Um, beyond extraordinary, they truly get to know. I could give you an example, actually. We had a guest uh, arrive, and she was there within 30 minutes um, sitting down to the buffet and had a smoothie in her hand. And the uh, the head maitre d' walked up to her and said, Ma'am, uh, just wanted to, you know, Mrs., you know, addressed her by name, never had met her before. Uh, just wanted to confirm with you, it said on your, you know, thing that you were allergic to uh, to spinach. And I just wanted to let you know that there is spinach in that smoothie. I mean, beyond extraordinary in terms of the customer service that you get. And uh, it's one of those things where if you have the ability to do this, it's not an experience you should uh, should should miss here. Um, and, and then your, your, your excursions are included. Everything's included. You could really just turn your brain off, not worry about any cost because they're all there it's all it's all in there and uh and just choose the things you want to do and how you want to do it charlie that's the thing that's amazing to me because heidi and i have done any number of uh, vacations and tours and cruise and rest of it over the years and you're always reaching in your wallet there's always something extra there's a gratuity there's a tax there's a fee you're telling us all flat out uh it's all included and not that anybody should leave their wallet at home but at least in theory they could leave their wallet at home yeah, they could get away with, I mean, obviously, you know, they're probably going to contribute to the French economy a little bit along the way uh, when it comes to shopping and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, for me, when I'm on vacation, I don't want to be looking at a menu and saying, oh, my God, I don't want to pay $80 for that steak or something you know, to that effect. And yep. you don't have to. It's, it is, it's all included. You don't have to think about the cocktail or how much the wine is or anything like that. It's all included. You know, think about that. Like when you arrive, you know, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. Your cruise director is explaining what you're going to be doing the next day and, and giving you a list of options and tours while you're sipping on your favorite cocktail with a bunch of friends. And it is really one of the great ways to travel. And I'm just so excited for you and your listeners to experience it. Yeah, Charlie, I am as well. I, I Look, I love my listeners. I love the people that have been so kind to this program the last uh, the last 10 years, welcoming my family uh, to this community. We, we care about each other here. And I, I don't know about anybody else, but I am just so stoked about this, Charlie, to, to travel with uh, the listeners of the Jeff Cat Show and, and take in so many beautiful events and, again, just not have to worry about all the little details. You've got it, you've got it down, if I understand it correctly, even down to expert English-speaking tour guides, right? Oh, of course. 
of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, not only who's you know our um, our tour manager that's going to be with you along the way to oversee every every need, but obviously you know when you're on the tours, you're going to have uh, uh, this is one of the things that people don't think about uh, small group tours with whisper audio sets, so you don't have to kind of lean in and huddle around. You can. You know, be looking down uh, an alley and, and have someone talking into your ears what you're what you're talking about. Like little bits of details like that that people don't really think about that uh, makes such a difference on a trip like this. Oh, I love it. All right, so I'm going to remind everybody. I I kind of thought that the uh, the thousand dollars per couple was going to go away, but Charlie said as long as he's able to do it with the uh, the suppliers, the providers, it's going to stay in place and. Uh, there's also a hundred dollar per person shipboard credit. So I'm just telling you, man, this is an incredible trip. Charlie, you've got uh, what I would describe as a five star boutique operation. I mean, the people at Cruise and Tour, I mean, they really do get to know those of us who are the travelers. Yeah, you know, when when they call, you can uh, either you know specifically talk to Megan. Uh, you could ask to talk to Deanna. You could talk to Anna. All three of them are going to be there. They're going to get to know you. They're going to make sure you feel comfortable. I mean, let's get to the bottom line. There's, uh, this is a vacation that costs a, a good deal of money, but we think it, we ought, uh, we add an extraordinary amount of value to it. So if you want to know about uh, how it's going to go, you're never going to feel unprepared when it comes to the experience or how you're going to you know prepare for the experience or what to pack or how to, you know, those things. They're going to take care of you. Uh, they're going to get to know you. And, and a lot of times the comment is, oh, and by the way, can you come with me on this trip? Because they're <laughs> such a healthy uh, before. So uh, it's it's truly a, a calling card and a hallmark of our operation. We feel like the, that's part of the journey as much as the actual trip is. Uh, and so I just encourage people to give a call, ask the questions they want. And, you know, what we say to people, too, is, you know, hey, when should I make my reservation? I don't know, you know, how long we can offer. I'm, I'm, I would love to give that $500, $1,000 per couple to everyone. I doubt we can do that. But yeah. typically what I tell people, not from a pressure perspective, but, hey, once you've made your decision, the, the best types of cabins typically go first. So yep. once you decide, hey, I want to I I lock this in, I want to treat myself, I want to go on an extraordinary vacation, it's just to, to make, you know, once you make that decision to actually do it, give it a call, uh, lock it in. Uh, I promise you, your listeners are not going to regret it. No, I love it, Charlie. And the final uh, final little detail here, we're talking about the investment in this. Uh, you, you've got plan. I mean, you can lock it in with a deposit and then get back and take care of the rest of it, right? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a three pays you go type of thing. So a small deposit, you know, a couple months later, there's a second payment, and then typically about uh, three to four months prior to the departure, you're going to make your final payment. And so it is not all just hey, pay for this all up front. Yeah. Obviously, you can call and use a credit card and all your you know normal normal things. And uh, you know, and, and so it's it's a it's a fairly easy process. Yeah, I love it. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you taking some time for us. I remind everybody. That's the number for Cruise and Tour, 800-383-3131. I really wouldn't waste any more time. Call them, chat with them, get any questions you have answered, and then lock it in because, as as Charlie said, those those super-duper cabins that you got your eye on, they're going to go first. 800-383-3131, jeffkatstrip.com, jeffkatstrip.com. Charlie, thank you again for being here. Thank you for everything that you and the team at Cruise and Tour are doing, and I know we're going to talk soon. 
Hey, really appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with some more of your listeners here. That sounds great. Charlie Kroll from Cruise and Tour 346, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Fifty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Wednesday afternoon. I am uh, so excited about so many different things. Uh, I had the uh, opportunity this morning to uh, have uh, coffee with uh, a really good friend of mine who uh, was introducing me to uh, someone else, and I, I, I just love. I mean, not it's not a public meeting, so I'm not going to get into those details, but uh, it, it just reminded me of what a great community we have. And sometimes I know people think I'm being kind of Pollyanna. Oh, come on, Jeff. It's not that. I just, I, I love Central Virginia. And and I love the people of Central Virginia. And I love the, the further possibilities for uh, Central Virginia. We got a lot of great stuff going on. And we got plenty of challenges. Make no mistake about it. And it could all be screwed up, by the way. If uh, certain elections go the wrong way, take a look at this upcoming race for governor. You've got LeVar Stoney, the mayor of Richmond, who I guess is going to run on all of his accomplishments, which should take what? Not even 11 seconds. He's done nothing. Honest to God, how do you run on your record of accomplishments when your record of accomplishments is zero, zilch, bupkis, nothing? But, I mean, he's out there. He's running for governor. And Abigail Spamberger, you want to talk about a phony's phony. When she uh, deigns to visit uh, her district or another district that's now her district, even though she doesn't live in it. She lives, what, 50 miles away from uh, the district she's representing now? Uh, but when she deigns to visit, she talks about how she, she she's a moderate and uh, she works across party lines and, you know, she's not a guaranteed vote. And then you look at her record and you go, you couldn't be more of a wholly owned subsidiary of Nancy Pelosi, Inc. if you tried, madam. So that's who they got on the Democrat side. You got Terry McAuliffe behind the scenes who's doing everything humanly possible to uh, get LeVar Stoney in place, right? That's that's the payback. That's the payback. And uh, we'll see what happens. Now, on the Republican side, do we want to be honest about this? I think both Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears and Attorney General Jason Miaris are running for the Republican nomination for governor. I love both of them. I really do. I think they're both great people. I would say, and I'm just going to say it out loud whether anybody wants to hear it or not, I wish that the Attorney General would remain Attorney General for another term and let the lieutenant governor run for governor, but that's that's just me, because I think he's doing such great work at the AG's office. Hey, next week there's this wonderful ABBA uh, live event, ABBA tribute event at uh, Meadow Event Park in Doswell, part of the Atlantic Union Bank After Hours series. Heidi and I already have our tickets. It's going to be great fun. I want to give you a pair of tickets right now. Caller number 11 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. 357, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 404, 
Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Remind you about the uh, text line right off the bat, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Facebook message coming in. Jeff, about the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is down 310 points. It's down 2.17%. Please pass that information along. Well, there you go. Now, now, Now you know. NASDAQ, uh, according to uh, NASDAQ.com, anyway, this guy sent me the link, 13,973.45. All right, down 310.46. Percentage-wise, down 2.17%. I leave that up to uh, Carl Carlson. I, 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 no, I know, honestly, goodness, I just don't pay attention to, uh, to all of that stuff as closely, I suppose, as some do. Maybe I should. But I'm, I'm just telling you flat out. But th- there you go. All right. Hey, Jeff, what if you run across the former Dinwiddie prosecutor now studying diplomacy during your trip to France next April? That's Kevin in Chesterfield. Yeah, that would be interesting. That Dinwiddie prosecutor, uh, former Dinwiddie prosecutor, was, was quite the piece of work. Uh, a rather, uh, hmm, what do you say? I mean, checkered is uh, there's an implication. Well, it, it was it was an interesting uh, situation with her. That's all I'm going to say. I just leave it there. And uh, what whatever becomes of uh, this latest matter, I don't know. I know everybody is focused one way or the other on the ridiculous assertions now in these indictments against former President Trump. One charge, I should point out to you, it's something called conspiracy against rights. Do you know what that was originally used for? 1870, used to uh, combat the KKK. Uh, One legal analyst said that Jack Smith, the prosecutor, quote, should be indicted for stupidity. Okay. I can only tell you, having read this indictment that it is twisted. Legal analyst Greg Jarrett said, quote, this indictment strikes me as an amateurish joke. Jack Smith, as special counsel, should be indicted for stupidity. It's that bad. Greg Jarrett also pointed out, uh, in his opinion, Jack Smith has a disreputable habit of charging politically driven prosecutions. Well... It's interesting. They also said it was a Gumby indictment. In other words, you got to twist and turn and pull and try and get some sort of a uh, a legal argument there. Legal analyst Greg Jarrett also said former President Trump was legally permitted to challenge election results under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And that's a move with this, which uh, this uh, Jack Smith appeared to criminalize in the indictment. Now, back then, there was this uh, rather contentious election between uh, Samuel Tilden, governor of New York, the Democrat nominee, and Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican nominee. And that Electoral Count Act of 1887 says, of course, Donald Trump was permitted to challenge, to legally, legally permitted to challenge the results. 
this idea that nobody can ever say they they've got questions is, is not only absurd but it's chilling and it's dangerous wasn't it one hillary clinton who questioned the results of the 2016 election didn't john f Kerry have uh, nothing short of a temper tantrum how about hakeem jeffries you know he's the leader of the democrats in the house now He's on record as having questioned uh, a number of electoral results. Uh, For the record, I'm not telling you went one way or the other. I don't know. I think this conspiracy, I'll tell you where the conspiracy is, in my opinion. The leftists, the leftists in elected office, the leftists in newsrooms, immediately got together and said, oh, we're going to refer to this as the great lie. Gang, I I grew up in Philadelphia. You know what the the motto in Philadelphia was? Vote early, vote often. There has been election fraud as long as there have been elections. Was it so widespread that it might have changed the course of the election? Well, that's the whole question here. And you do have to remember that we don't elect the president on a national basis. We elect electors state by state and a couple of states, congressional district by congressional district. So there's some states we all know are going to go one way or the other, right? California is always going Democrat. It's why Republicans, for the most part, don't even bother to campaign out there. They don't they don't spend the money. So there are a handful of states and we saw it play out. Do we not? Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Ohio is one of those states that goes back and forth, right? So when you dive into it, you just have to say, okay, I just want to know the truth. That's all I'm asking for. If everything comes back and they say, look, you know what? You ran a good race, but you lost. It happens. It's what happens in elections. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Invariably, the people who lose are upset that they lost. The people who won are are very happy that they won. Sometimes it's really close. Sometimes it's a blowout. But but trying to say that questioning the results is somehow a criminal action, I'm sorry. I think that is a stretch too far. Professor, P- Professor Alan Dershowitz talked about disparities in slates of electors. He said that happened back in 1960. Back then, Hawaii... Hawaii was majority Republican. And the state of Hawaii was eventually won by Richard Nixon in 1960 by a margin of 0.06%. Legal analyst Greg Jarrett pointed out that Democrats challenged presidential elections in 2016 and prior under the same act. Were there any prosecutions? Did anybody say, oh my God, you're not allowed to do that? Of course not. Quote, the main point is, if Donald Trump truly believed he won, even if he was wrong about it, and he used the legal process to contest the outcome as the law clearly permits, that is not election fraud. That's from legal analyst 
Greg Jarrett. He also pointed out that Hillary Clinton alleged substantial interference in the 2016 election. Alan Dershowitz says, No way on God's green earth that Donald Trump gets a fair trial in the District of Columbia. The assigned judge, Tanya Suchutkin, an Obama appointee who has prosecuted January 6th defendants and 92% of the jury pool in the District of Columbia voted for Joe Biden in the last presidential election. Wow. Dershowitz said Trump's uh, the first team from tr- first action. Rat- Let me try again. The first action from Trump's team must be a motion requesting a change of venue to a neighboring federal district. He pointed to us, Eastern District of Virginia, as an example. Dershowitz says that the jury pool in the Eastern District of Virginia, even though it includes Richmond. Fairfax, Arlington, Alexandria would still be more balanced than the District of Columbia. Because you got to remember, the Eastern District of Virginia is a pretty big chunk of our state. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm appalled and I'm chagrined. I really am. Really, really am. Professor Dershowitz also pointed out, quote, there's no smoking gun. There's no one who is credibly prepared to testify that Donald Trump said to them, I know personally I lost the election. There's a lot of evidence that people told him we lost the election, but you know Donald Trump and you know that he's going to make up his own mind. And they're going to have a very hard time proving that, that he knew that he had lost the election. It is ultimately all designed to take him out of the game. It is all designed, all designed to take him out of the game. It's designed to get him so focused on these cases that he cannot mount an effective campaign. It is designed to bleed his finances dry you don't have to vote for him you can hate him with every fiber of your being and you can say man I am going to vote for I'm assuming the nominee is going to be Joe Biden you can say I'm going to vote for Joe Biden I'm going to campaign for Joe Biden I'm going to do this do it that's how we do this stuff we, we don't take political enemies and throw them in jail, subject them to these prosecutions. That's what Venezuela does. It's 415, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four twenty two Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday. I think think, I'm doing math here, which is never good for me, but I think we have just enough time to do the full Jack Smith statement, right? Cut number one. Good evening. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. 
The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation with my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you. Jeez. Really? Okay. No questions. Take a look at the indictment. I, I mean, what else can I tell you? I know that uh, you're, you're not exactly thrilled with what's happening. I certainly am not. And I'm going to remind you, when I looked at this field of candidates... I had some interesting conversations with people because I said, you know, I really like Ron DeSantis. I know what he's done in Florida. I've seen it up close and personal. And uh, I, I think he's he's like all the Trump policies without any of the mean tweets, any of the baggage. So, you know, I was kind of leaning towards Ron DeSantis. I think there are a lot of people who were leaning towards Ron or leaning towards Tim Scott or leaning towards someone else. But the more, the more that the Biden DOJ beats up on Donald Trump, the more you find people saying, eh, maybe next time because I got to stand with Trump. I don't know what exactly they're really trying to do, but I think that's what the result is. A lot of people standing with former President Trump who, if you would have chatted with them six months ago, would not have voted for him. 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Almost 437, Jim Cass, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. We are uh, chugging right along. Make no mistake about that. We've got a lot that we are covering as uh, as we head through the afternoon. I uh, 
I, I'm I'm just uh, continually puzzled. That's the best way that I can uh, describe it. Continually puzzled, and I as I look at, listen to, read these nonstop attacks on former President Trump. I mean, there are a lot of people that hate the guy, and that is essentially what the messaging is, right? We hate him. I don't hate him. Now, what's weird is I don't love him. I've got friends who absolutely positively love him and have loved him since day one. I'm not one of those guys. Never have been. I I have always, uh, I don't know, I, I, I've had some responses to some of the things he said and how he said them that, frankly, uh, didn't sit right with me. So I, I, I've never been 110%. On Team Trump. And I've got, listen, I've still got the bruises from people going, hey, you got to get on board the Trump Trump. Well, you know, I wasn't totally on board. But here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that our economy is working when he was in office. I can tell you that around the world, this nation was respected. I can tell you that we were energy independent. In fact, we were an, a, a net exporter of petroleum. You want to know why gas prices are so expensive right now? You're getting the usual uh, dog and pony show from uh, some of the uh, the usual talking heads. Well, it's because, it's summer, it's summer. No, it's not summer. It's because the Strategic Petroleum Preserve was fundamentally emptied by Joe Biden to artificially bring down some prices by a couple of pennies. But even, even even this nitwit knows you've got to make sure the strategic petroleum preserve is actually protected. So what's he done? He's gone out and purchased replacement petroleum. Well, guess what? It's far more expensive now than it was when former President Trump got it. Right? What were we paying when Donald Trump was in office? Anybody remember? A dollar fifty, dollar sixty for gasoline. How much is it today? Today I paid three sixty-five. Three sixty-five. This is all Joe Biden. All of it is Joe Biden, and I'm telling you, it's hitting everybody, everywhere, in every way, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Now I I, I don't honestly know what this special counsel is all about this jack smith did you watch him because he came out and spoke for for what 90 seconds two minutes i mean it was pretty minimal i got a note from a friend of mine who said did you watch him jeff didn't it look like the guy could break down in tears at any moment it did it absolutely did it looked like i, I don't know like he's terrified like maybe he knows boy this is a, a baloney case we've put together we're, we're throwing everything into this. We're doing the uh, the directives could, from the, uh, the White House, right? Taking those directives and fulfilling them. But what are we getting for it? I mean, I don't know. I don't see any positive things coming out of this. Nothing. Jeff, it's a simple equation. The leftists are trying to stop President Trump from running in 2024. You're absolutely right. That's uh, Mike in Bottom Bridge. 
Jack Smith is trying to whiz in a wind tunnel. It's the the, uh, third phony indictment on President Trump. I hope Smith can prove all of his false allegations. Why has he not offered a special counsel on that criminal thug Joe Biden and his rotten son? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Jeff, I thought that Attorney General Merrick Garland previously advanced his hands-off position when it came to the special prosecutor, but now he's full of praise for Jack Smith and his, quote, principled team. What gives, Mr. Garland? I think we know. Yeah. Another one says, I hope Jack Smith gets convictions. Then we elect Democrats to keep Trump in prison where he belongs. All right. Oh, well. Oh, well, what can I tell you? Jeff, you are correct on the stock averages. Thank you for that. It is an ongoing problem, however. What can I tell you? you? Pass it along. I'll pass it along. See what we can do. But it's, it's, it's bizarre as we look at this. Really, really, really bizarre. You know, one of the things that I'm thinking of, and my buddy Victor just sent me a note on Facebook. He says, Jeff. You know, if Trump bows out, all the charges would go bye-bye. He's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. This is all about keeping Donald Trump from running. That's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Nothing more, nothing less. The messaging, once again, is you hate Donald Trump. Okay, I can live with that. Look, I have people who hate me. I do. I know it's it's surprising. But I have people who hate me because I I dare to tell the truth. I won't back down. I'm not going to be cowed anymore. Period. You know, you get to a point where you've done something for, for such a long time, you can see the errors, the mistakes, the phonies, the frauds, all the rest of that. And then you have a couple of options. You can sit back and say, yeah, I'm going to take up smoking because, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. Not my problem. be somebody else's problem. Or you can say, well, I've got kids, and I guess I better look at it. See, this is one of the things. It's not that I distrust people who don't have children. But I do question pretty much everything that they do. Not, not case by case, you understand, but, but, but I do. I, I wonder about priorities. My priorities are Harry, Julia, and Joe. Those are my priorities day in and day out. Every single solitary thing, every decision that I make, every action that I take, no, I'm not going to be watching you, but but it is about those kids. That's what I think about when I get up, and it's what I think about when I go to bed. And frankly, darn near every other moment of the day. How's it going to impact them? Am I doing something that is good for them? Am I doing something that will give them a, a world that is worth having? If you don't have that, then you see things a little bit differently. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I swear to you, I'm not demonizing anybody. I'm just telling you my own personal experience. When I was single, 
I joke about this, but it's true. There was no bigger fan of Jeff Katz than Jeff Katz. Oh, my God, was I a pain. And, and then when Heidi and I got married, you know what? We were, we were two individuals, and it was all about us. Oh, we had a great time. We did this. We did that. And sometimes we would tell people, oh, you know, we have dogs. It's the same thing as having kids. And then once you have kids, you realize what an absolutely asinine statement that is. But until you have kids, you don't really know. You think, well, I mean, how different could it be? I mean, I'm hoping my son is not licking his rear end like that in the front lawn, but, uh, you know. And then you have kids and you go, oh, 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 I get it. So everything I do is, is through the eyes of three other people. Two sons, I hope and pray, are going to be good men and do the right things for the right reasons. And, and one little girl who's not so little anymore who will forever be dependent on others. I have to do the right things. I have to call out the phonies and the frauds and the hypocrites who are working overtime to damage the world that is supposed to be given to my children and your children and your grandchildren. And so that's when I say I, I, I see these people who hate Donald Trump. I get what it's like to be, quote, hated by some. But understand the reason that some people hate other people. And then you have a little clue. 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Four fifty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Did I just hear John Reed's going to South Carolina tomorrow? All right, I'm, I'm going to text him now and find out what the heck's going on down there. Um, I, I missed the uh, the final portion of his program this morning. I had a meeting that I had to get to, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I know it's dangerous, but I am assuming that he uh, mentioned that on the air. So I'm going to text him in the next couple of moments. I'll find out exactly why he is in South Carolina. I don't believe he is simply fleeing the jurisdiction. That I'm, I would be willing, uh, again, to bet all the money in your pocket that that's not the case. There's got to be something big going on. So I'll, uh, I'll reach out to him and find out exactly what is going on. Uh, Victor sends a beautiful Facebook message. It's, Jeff, there's no way people hate you. We all love you. Well, I appreciate that, but here's the deal. Somebody else said, here's the deal. Well, whatever. Here's the deal. If you're not hated by certain people, then you're not doing your job. If you are beloved by all, then I got news for you. You're not holding some people accountable. And part of what it is that I have to do here is, is hold some people accountable point out what's really going on and that is what i try to do abba this live tribute to abba is coming up on august the 10th it's at meadow event park in doswell the atlantic union bank series now you know heidi and i are like season uh ticket holders were there all the time and heidi actually saw this abba band last year and she said they were phenomenal, just absolutely incredible. And she looked at me, she says, do you want to go? And I said, well, I think I was sort of hemming and hawing, and she was a little concerned. She says, well, the costumes are really great. I said, yeah. And the women are really beautiful. Put me down. I'm in. Let's go. So uh, we'll see you out there. You want a pair of tickets? Be caller number 11 right now, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. You'll pick up a pair of tickets for this great ABBA event at uh, Meadow Event Park in Doswell. 505, what's going on with the closing of supermarkets? Tom Leonard joins us. 456, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.
Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday afternoon, and if you're like me, you've noticed that there have been some uh, some store closings, some uh, grocery stores out in the community I've seen are, uh, are shuttering their doors, and I, I'm not exactly sure uh, what's involved with that. And you know, as we've come through COVID and supply chain issues and all the rest of that, I have prevailed upon my friend Tom Leonard from Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market to join us and offer the perspective of somebody who has uh, spent a life inside that industry and continues to do an amazing job with Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market uh, to offer some perspective. And Tom, number one, thank you for being here. But more importantly, may I announce to everybody, congratulations to the grandfather. <laughs> oh, you're you're welcome, Jeff. You're welcome, and I'm thrilled that we have little uh, Stuart Leonard, uh, Stuart Thomas Leonard, down uh, TJ and Sarah's uh, son, and I'm thrilled that my first grandchild. I'm I'm delighted about it. I'm just uh, tickled pink, to be honest I'll, with you. I'll tell you what, Tom. I saw the first picture of you holding that little guy. Your smile was so big, it, it didn't even fit in the picture frame, man. You were off to the side. People used to say that to me, Jeff. They saw oh, wait till you have grandkids, and I said, "Oh well, yeah, you know, how can I? Love, how can it be more exciting than my own?" But I'm telling you, it's a different thing. <laughs> you know? Well, congratulations! So I can't wait to, to spoil them some more. Ah, bet! Oh my gosh, that is going to be one very happy little guy. Great parents and a wonderful grandfather. I, oh, I'm so happy for you. You know. That. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So let me ask you uh, some business stuff. I, I saw. I was it like the Walmart neighborhood grocery store was closing its doors, and some other stuff seemed to be going away. What, what's what's shaking out with that? Well, that's a that's a very good question. The business in itself is, uh, you know, very very thin margins and very very competitive. And uh, you know, if you if if you really don't really put your shoulder behind it and try to do something, um, my dad used to say, you have to have a unique selling proposition and you know what's different and get customers to come and. And, you know, my dad, he used to, he, he taught me a long time ago, he said, you know, Tom, when, when a customer comes to Stu Leonard's or Tom Leonard's, they don't say, what can, what are they going to do for us today? They're going to say, what are you going to do for me? And if they don't, they don't come back. Right. And so, you know, in this business in general, uh, I know at Tom Leonard's, we're really focused on, focused on, uh, you know, really improving the quality all the time with all our fresh products and keeping our prices, you know, where it's a, we're, we could save the customers money when they come here and it make it make it worth the drive the the business says that um you know i you know i mean i think you're probably referring to Lidl that closed out here in short pump one of them uh, you know they have i don't know how many thousands of stores they have i'm sure they have plenty of them that are running really well so this one out here you know it slammed right in the middle you can't get a more there you know, I go up to the Stu Leonard board meetings, and I sit down with some of the top people in the food industry that are on that board, and I can tell you that I showed them an aerial view uh, of my store and who was around my store, Wegmans and Costco's and, and Kroger's and Trader Joe's and, yep. uh, you know, Walmart super centers and Publix and all around and Food Lions and Jesus, and they couldn't believe it. They said that's the most competitive area in America right there, right yeah. where we are. And so, 
you know, it, it you know, they, they just, uh, you know, they, they just decided to surrender and, and yeah. not, uh, you know, get beaten up every month, you know, well, in, in that, that one. But, you know, it is, it's a little di- a bit of a different store, a lot of European stuff in there. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it was a little bit of a different, but, you know, down here we're focused on, you know, creating happy customers and getting right. better stuff. You know, for instance, we, they hand over tomatoes for 99 cents this week and, yeah, you know we're we're giving customers bargains on on products all the time. You know to, to keep them coming back and then be happy. Well, you know, Tom, you mentioned all of the competing stores, and it, and and it made me think a little bit. Uh, whether it's Heidi or myself, we very happily drive by all of those stores on the way to Tom Leonard's Farmers Market. We don't even think twice. Thank you. It's like, Thank you, you know, very much. We go into Tom's, and I mean, we're going into Tom's. It's Tom's place, you know, and we see people we know and friends and friendly and everybody from uh, a young guy who's maybe cleaning up the uh, the card area or sweeping to the cashiers and everybody behind the counter. It's It really just has that family feel, and I, I've never experienced that in any of these, these bigger chain stores. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to do that when you get big. And, you know, if you can, you know, it's very hard to do it. We have seven Stu Leonard's up in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey, and Long Island, and we're working, you know, very, very hard to keep that going in those stores. I don't know how somebody does it if they have 500 stores or 2,000 stores or, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it boggles my mind. Yeah. And you know we're we're in here just focused on how to how can we make this store better for the customers and and so far it's been working and you know we had a Whole Foods opened up across the street yep and you know I mean that was tough and um, you know we we survived that and you know we're doing better than ever now but it's only because we're focused yeah and you know it, um, it, there's some tough competition out here really really tough. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm glad we're doing as well as we are, but uh, it's not easy. No, I, I can imagine. I'll remind everybody, Tom Leonard is joining me. Tom is a friend and uh, the owner, the operator of Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market in uh, Short Pump. Talking a little bit about the Lidl and Short Pump closed down, and there was a Walmart neighborhood grocery store that's closed down. You know, Tom, you mentioned the Hanover Tomatoes, and... I love Hanover tomatoes. Now, I grew up as a Philly guy. You know, I always heard Jersey tomatoes were the best, and I got here, and it's like, nope, I want a really thick slice of Hanover tomato. I want some Duke's mayonnaise. Maybe there's bread. Maybe there's not. But, you know, that to me is what helps to define your store. It's the connection with all of these local farmers. That's a big deal, you know. Um, it that's a, that's a really, really, really big deal, and, you know, I can't tell you how many farmers I've sat down with at my store and, you know, made deals or talked to them about what we want to do together. And, you know, it's all done with a handshake, Jeff. It's not, you know, you don't sign wow. contracts. And, you know, we, we pay all our farmers every week. And it's, it's you know, we like working with them like that. But I can tell you, I mean, let me give an example of how that Hanover tomato thing. I mean, everybody thinks it's some big marketing thing. But the yeah. truth is it was really hot the last few weeks. And so our, the tomatoes all came up quicker. Mm-hmm. So our farmer ended up with a lot of tomatoes that all got ripe at the same time. Wow. And so he said, hey, do you think you could help us move them? And we said, sure. Yeah. And so now it would be easy to beat the guy to death on the price. Right. But instead, we worked out a deal where we could sell them at 99 cents. We didn't make a lot of money on it. 
I mean, he didn't lose a lot of money. We didn't want to hurt him because it's right. always this year. And the, who won the customer? Yep. And that that's what it's all about. That's what that what we're trying to do. It worked out good. And, and we have Andy here who's working all the time with the farmers, working his tail off, and you know, yep. making sure this door looks great. And you know, we're happy when you and Heidi come in. And you know, but I can tell you, Heidi's uh, the, you know she's a tough shopper. I mean, she keeps <laughs> you right in line. She can you go right over for the demos. I mean, but she's That's looking right. at the stuff. <laughs> hey, if, if I can find something near my photo on the wall, man, I am going to give it a taste test. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, but no you question. lost a lot of weight. I mean, it's really true what you're saying about all the weight you lost. You look terrific. Well, thank you, man. We'll, we'll do a new yeah, photo, yeah. man. Holding the tomatoes instead of the, the cupcakes or something, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm working on it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm trying, but... Um, you know, we're real thrilled about um, what's what we're doing at the store, yeah. and um, you know, it's tough. You know, it's it's very difficult. I don't know how these supermarkets do it. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, they have all these products in there. They they have to keep them stocked every day. At the, you know, there's so many stores around. And the customers who are listening to your show know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. I mean, they're every corner. There's another supermarket. That's right. So That's right. you know, the people who. You know, I, I mean, if I if we were getting clobbered over here at Tom Leonard's, I'd wonder how long we'd want to keep it open. And some of the other people made a decision. There's some stores they want to close, and there's some stores they want to want to invest in. And the one here in Short Pump was the one to close. Yeah. Well, listen, I, they spent I feel- a lot of money building that store, though. I can tell you, that's a unique design. That's all. That was a very expensive store to build. Oh, okay. Now, uh, let me ask you, Tom, because, you know, uh, throughout COVID and everything else, we talked all about supply chain issues and these containers that were off the, uh, you know, off the coast of California. Are we at a point now where the supply chain for food is is fundamentally back to where it needs to be? No, I don't think so. I think you're, you're seeing, you're seeing a re, a, the, the prices coming down in transportation somewhat. Okay. But you know, back then when you and I talked, it was just as as, it, as cheap to fly shrimp from Asia to the United States as it was to put it on a boat. So I mean, I mean that's how crazy that was. But um, I mean, we're we're doing well. Um, one of the things that, that we've worked on really hard. My son TJ down in Atlanta has been a huge, you know, uh, uh, is a big produce buyer for one of the, one of the chains. Actually, he he knows more about it now than I do. Okay. Um, the uh, he's really helped us, you know, move to going direct. So we're direct on a lot of the stuff at the store now, right from the manufacturers and the farms. Right. And that's really helped us. Uh, we, we so far the timing, Jeff, when the stuff comes to the store, that's mm-hmm. really critical for us because if you get a you know a, a, a trailer in from California with uh, cauliflower and broccoli and all on that. You know, you have to you have to get it to come in at the right day so you can sell it right out. That's right. It's usually five or six days fresher than the supermarkets on some of those items. And of course, we have all the local items that arrive here every day. But yeah. um, we we have to be careful. The transportation problems. I wouldn't. You know, a, a year or two ago, I wouldn't have bet a nickel that does that they would have come here when they were when they were expected. If we wanted them on a Wednesday. They just shut up and you, know, you just roll, uh, spin the wheel on that one. But uh, today, which is very expensive, but um, but today it, we're, it it seems to be doing better. I think we're I think we're getting on track. But um, you know, transfer uh, you know the cost of, of tractor trailers or 
mm-hmm. are um, you know coming down. But you know what? One of the things we've done is we've moved to a really, really, really uh, big campaign here at Tom Leonard's and buying buying it uh, from Virginia. Yes. And so we're pushing really hard here with Virginia Christmas trees and everything. Everything that we're bringing in, with the more we can bring it from Virginia, the happier we are. Yeah. Well, listen, we, uh, as I said, we happily drive by a lot of stores to make sure we wind up. Well, thanks, at, uh, Jeff. Tom Leonard's Farmer's yeah. Market voted for you every single day in that and best Stuart, enrichment competition. Stuart says thanks for the plug. By the ah. way, John Inslee. <laughs> His first word is going to be, I love Uncle Jeff. All right, all right. <laughs> Listen, uh, my friend. He's going to be up here soon. He's going to be up here in September because he's getting baptized September 17th. All right. Well, we're available. That's all I'm saying. You okay. got it. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Say hi to Heidi for me. I will do that. Say hello to Karen. That soon. is Tom Leonard from Tom Leonard's Thank Farmer's you, Market. I'm telling you right now, the best of the best, an absolute uh, a gem, a blessing to this community. And uh, that's interesting to hear why the Lidl and Short Pump went out uh, in the other direction and why that uh, neighborhood uh, Walmart had to shutter their doors. There is something about local. Right, I talk about it every single day, do I not? How I love Central Virginia. I love the people of Central Virginia. Uh, I love guys like Tom Leonard and Tom Leonard's Farmers Market right here in Central Virginia. Five fifteen, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Five twenty-four, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a, a Wednesday afternoon. I, I just a heads up, a reminder to you tomorrow. I am not going to be here. Not to worry. There's not anything bad. It's not a. It's it's not a Tucker Carlson situation. It's a doctor's appointment. That's it. And uh, God willing, they go. Okay, all looks good to us. Get out or some variation thereof, and then uh, Friday we'll be back. Good round of self-high fives, and uh, we'll be heading into the weekend. I, I got news for you. As we're dealing with all these big issues about Trump, and, and I have so many different snippets I didn't get to today, so I'm going to ask Jeremy, who is the uh, the excellent producer of this program, hang on to all of that. we we, we got to get to that um, because it's just important stuff, and you need to hear what's going on. But I, I've got some friends who are going through such difficult times. I, I, I've got one friend who just lost her father. I have another friend who just lost her daughter. And I, I, I just sit back and I think, my God, I, I don't know. I don't know how you deal with that. I mean, I, look, I, I lost my folks years ago. I've, I, I've dealt with that. How do you lose a child? How do you... Have, you bury your child it's not the way it's supposed to work so i'm not going to share any more details except to say if you're if you're so inclined keep all of these folks because they're all part of our community and i'm happy to say part of this show keep them all in your thoughts and prayers would you coming up at 5:35, a little distraction we'll talk a little bit about our upcoming french adventure special revisit of our chat with charlie kroll 526 jeff katz news radio wrva Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday, and I know we are in the midst of uh, covering all sorts of uh, big events and the uh, the latest indictment and all the rest of that, but I got to take a couple of minutes, pull my head away from all of that, 
talk about something that is really positive and fun. It's the first Jeff Katz trip that we've done in a while. And I, I, I told you that uh, when I decided to do a Jeff Katz trip again, I said, okay, number one, I got to reach out to my fellow talk radio personalities. And I looked at the top 50. As you know, I'm in the top 50 list of talk radio people. And I have a lot of friends and we chatted and everybody said, you got to call Charlie. You got to call Deanna. You've got to call Cruz and Tor. See, it's the only people we would work with. So I worked with them, and I gave them what I thought was an almost impossible challenge. Number one, I wanted to be in Normandy as the 80th anniversary of D-Day was being commemorated. And they said, okay, uh, hold our beer. Let us put together something. And, man, they have put together an absolutely award-winning luxury trip. And uh, I wanted to bring Charlie into the conversation again to cover all of the details that we can. Charlie, good afternoon, sir. Hey, Jeff, thanks for the warm welcome and the kind words. Well, they are heartfelt, I'll tell you that. I am so excited about this. Heidi's excited about it. Our friends are excited about it. We've been talking about it, obviously. And I know we have offered this $1,000 per couple discount, which I've got to think, we, we kind of got to, that's got to wrap up soon, right? You know, we've got a, uh, a great group of folks already uh, signed up for your trip, so I know you guys are going to have a blast. Uh, for us, uh, the narrative is always the more the merrier. So as long as we can offer that, we always push uh, our, our friends and our suppliers to make sure that they give us the best possible deal. And so, uh, you know, we've got, some, we've got couples booked. We have uh, some singles uh, who have uh, already uh, reserved their trip. We actually okay. have one uh, person who uh, their father participated in the D-Day invasion, and he's going there with you to commemorate this. So I'll tell you what, as long as we can offer it, as long as we can keep uh, pushing uh, to, to keep this deal alive, we want uh, anybody who's interested. And I can tell you there's been a absolute ton of interest in this. Uh, we, want, we want to be able to offer it as long as we can. So we'll, we'll keep pushing for you. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to leave that up to you as I'm leaving the uh, the details uh, because you have put together a trip. I'll tell you, Heidi and I have been watching videos for, for weeks now with the electric tuk-tuk that starts this whole tour of Paris and a, and a glass of champagne. Tell me a little bit about what we're going to do those those first couple of days with with the tour and the dinner in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it's uh, it's not one of these kind of tours where you're going to arrive from the airport in the morning and sit around in the hotel for the afternoon and wait for your room to get ready. Uh, we, we get you off the plane and immediately, uh, you know, start rocking and rolling in style. So that took took tour uh, some of the back streets with champagne in hand, uh, Eiffel Tower. So we don't we're not just going to stare at the Eiffel Tower. We are going to be inside the Eiffel Tower having dinner that first night with, of course, some great French wine included. Uh, we've got a tour of the Louvre uh, the next day before we get on the boat. It is uh, kind of a who's who start to the uh, to the beginning of the tour here. Wow! So the uh, the the Eiffel Tower thing. I have always wanted to have dinner in the Eiffel Tower, and I've had so many people who've gone to France and they've they they've told me, oh well, we had dinner in this restaurant that was near the Eiffel Tower. It, it we had to pass by the Eiffel Tower, but man, we are in a Michelin star restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. That's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly uh, one of the hardest reservations in town, so <laughs> happy to do it for you. 
All right. I want to remind everybody, Charlie Kroll is joining me from Cruise and Tour, 800-383-3131. We're just talking a little bit about the, uh, I'm calling it the Jeff Katz Adventure, 800-383-3131, April 2024. We are headed to France. So we're not staying in a hotel. Uh, we are going to be aboard the SS Joie de Vivre. Explain to everyone a little bit, Charlie, number one, about the ship itself. And, and I'm telling you, I, we've been watching these videos. It, it's gorgeous. I mean, this is like five-star all the way. But we're going to use that sort of like as our base of operation as we travel down the River Seine. It's, it's honestly one of the best ways you can travel and experience uh, any sort of uh, country, but specifically France. Uh, when you get there, you unpack once, uh, and then you have this... Um, relaxed luxury um this the ship is specifically designed to be in france so everything is french feeling you don't feel like you're just in kind of this modern sterile ship it is uh, boutique uh the service is um beyond extraordinary they truly get to know i can give you an example actually we had a guest uh arrive and she was there within 30 minutes um sitting down to the buffet and had a smoothie in her hand. And the, uh, the head maitre d' walked up to her and said, ma'am, I uh, just wanted to, you know, Mrs., you know, addressed her by name, never had met her before. I uh, just wanted to confirm with you, it said on your, you know, thing that you were allergic to, uh, to spinach. And I just wanted to let you know that there is spinach in that smoothie. I mean, beyond extraordinary in terms of the customer service that you get. And uh, it's one of those things where if you have the ability to do this, it's not an experience you should uh, should should miss here. Um, and and then your, your your excursions are included. Everything's included. You could really just turn your brain off, not worry about any cost because they're all there. It's all it's all in there, and uh, and just choose the things you want to do and how you want to do it. Charlie, that's the thing that's amazing to me because Heidi and I have done any number of uh, vacations and tours and cruise and rest of it over the years, and you're always reaching in your wallet. There's always something extra. There's a gratuity. There's a tax. There's a fee. You're telling us all flat out uh, it's all included, and not that anybody should leave their wallet at home, but at least in theory, they could leave their wallet at home. Yeah, they could get away with, I mean, obviously, you know, they're probably going to contribute to the French economy a little bit along the way uh, when it comes to shopping and things like that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, really, I mean, for me, when I'm on vacation, I don't want to be looking at a menu and saying, oh, my God, I don't want to pay $80 for that steak or something to that effect. And you don't have to. It's, it's, It's all included. You don't have to think about the cocktail or how much the wine is or anything like that. It's all included. You know, think about that. Like when you arrive, you know, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. Your cruise director is explaining what you're going to be doing the next day and, and mm-hmm. giving you a list of options and tours while you're sipping on your favorite cocktail with a bunch of friends. And it is really one of the great ways to travel. And I'm just so excited for you and your listeners to experience it. Yeah, Charlie, I am as well. I, I Look, I love my listeners. I love the people that have been so kind to this program the last uh, the last 10 years, welcoming my family uh, to this community. We, we care about each other here. And I, I don't know about anybody else, but I am just so stoked about this, Charlie, to, to travel with uh, the listeners of the Jeff Cat Show and, and take in so many beautiful events. And again, just not have to worry about all the little details. You've got it. You've got it down, if I understand it correctly even down to expert english speaking tour guides right of course of course yeah i mean uh not only who's you know our um 
are to a manager that's going to be with you along the way to oversee every every need. But obviously, you know, when you're on the tours, you're going to have uh, uh, this is one of the things that people don't think about uh, small group tours with whisper audio sets. So you don't have to kind of lean in and huddle around. You can you know, be looking down uh, an alley and, and have someone talking into your ears what you're, what you're talking about, like little bits of details like that that people don't really think about that uh, make such a difference on a trip like this. Oh, I love it. All right, so I'm going to remind everybody, I, I kind of thought that the uh, the $1,000 per couple was going to go away, but Charlie said as long as he's able to do it with the, uh, the suppliers, the providers, it's going to stay in place. And uh, there's also a $100 per person ship board credit so i'm just telling you man this is an incredible trip charlie you've got up what i would describe as a five-star boutique operation i mean the people at cruise and tour i mean they really do get to know those of us who are the travelers yeah you know when when they call you can uh, either you know specifically talk to megan uh, you could ask to talk to Deanna. You could talk to Anna. All three of them are going to be there. They're going to get to know you. They're going to make sure you feel comfortable. I mean, let's get to the bottom line. There's, uh, this is a vacation that costs a, a good deal of money, but we think it, we ought, uh, we add an extraordinary amount of value to it. So if you want to know about uh, how it's going to go, you're never going to feel unprepared when it comes to the experience or how you're going to you know prepare for the experience or what to pack or how to, you know, those things. They're going to take care of you. Uh, they're going to get to know you. And, and a lot of times the comment is, oh, and by the way, can you come with me on this trip? Because they're <laughs> such a healthy uh, before. So uh, it's it's truly a, a calling card and a hallmark of our operation. We feel like the, that's part of the journey as much as the actual trip is. Uh, and so I just encourage people to give a call, ask the questions they want. And, you know, what we say to people, too, is, you know, hey, when should I make my reservation? I don't know, you know, how long we can offer. I'm, I'm, I would love to give that $500, $1,000 per couple to everyone. I doubt we can do that. But yeah. typically what I tell people, not from a pressure perspective, but, hey, once you've made your decision, the, the best types of cabins typically go first. So yep. once you decide, hey, I want to I I lock this in, I want to treat myself, I want to go on an extraordinary vacation, it's just to, to make, you know, once you make that decision to actually do it, give it a call, uh, lock it in. Uh, I promise you, your listeners are not going to regret it. No, I love it, Charlie. And the final uh, final little detail here, we're talking about the investment in this. Uh, you, you've got plan. I mean, you can lock it in with a deposit and then get back and take care of the rest of it, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a three pay-as-you-go type of thing. So a small deposit, you know, a couple months later, there's a second payment. And then typically about uh, three to four months prior to the departure, you're going to make your final payment. And so it is not all just, hey, pay for this all up front. Yeah. Obviously, you can call and use a credit card and all your you know, normal, normal things. And, uh, you know, and, and so it's, it's, a, it's a fairly easy process. Yeah, I love it. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you taking some time for us. I remind everybody... 800-383-3131. That's the number for Cruise and Tour. 800-383-3131. I really wouldn't waste any more time. Call them, chat with them, get any questions you have answered, and then lock it in because, as, as Charlie said, those uh, those super-duper cabins that you're, you got your eye on, they're going to go first. 800-383-3131. JeffCatsTrip.com. JeffCatsTrip.com. Charlie, thank you again for being here. Thank you for everything that you and the team at Cruise and Tour are doing, and I know we're going to talk soon. 
Hey, really appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with some more of your listeners here. That sounds great. Charlie Kroll from Cruise and Tour 346, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 552, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I- I've got a little time here and I've got to share with you just a, a bit of the, um, uh, the Caterwauler. That's the best way that I can describe it, the, the, the lunacy that met the uh, latest indump- indictment rather of uh, former President Donald Trump on the part of the legacy news media hacks. Cut number three. We do begin with this major development in the special counsel's investigation of former President Donald Trump. A federal grand jury has now criminally indicted the former president out of the special counsel's investigation into his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The 45-page indictment begins by saying the former president lost the 2020 election, knew he lost, and then for months spread lies that there had been outcome-determinative fraud in the election and that he had actually won it. The indictment charges Trump with four counts, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction, an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. The indictment laying out a detailed timeline and state-by-state efforts to appoint illegal electors and influence local officials to change the outcome in their states. We begin with breaking news in one of the special counsel's investigations of Donald Trump. A federal grand jury here in Washington has voted to indict the former president for his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Among the charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of an official proceeding, and a civil rights era law that makes it a crime to oppress, threaten, or intimidate a person of their free exercise or enjoyment of any right in the Constitution. It is just the second time in American history that the Department of Justice has filed criminal charges against a current or former U.S. president. Special Counsel Jack Smith announced the indictment just moments ago. Today's charges are related to Trump's attempts to challenge the result of an election he lost, plans for fake electors, and his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Trump responded to today's news on his social media account, calling Smith deranged and the indictment election interference. Donald Trump's legal jeopardy became much more serious late today after the former president was indicted for a third time, this time by a federal grand jury in Washington, investigating his alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. In the new indictment, Mr. Trump is charged with three counts of conspiracy and one count of obstruction. He was summoned to appear on Thursday before a federal magistrate judge in Washington. Do you notice a pattern? Now, the pattern is that every time there's serious, important, credible, negative information about the Bidens, there is an indictment of President Trump. In fact, what happened here, a lot of people predicted that indictment yesterday, and you can go back, it doesn't take that much time, back in April, Donald Trump is indicted on charges... On the same day that a former Joe Biden aide testified at the House Oversight Committee that the White House version of events regarding Biden's mishandling of classified documents was wrong. How about in June? Special Counsel Jack Smith indicts Trump for allegedly retaining White House documents 
It happens on the same day lawmakers revealed that Joe and Hunter Biden had received payments of $5 million each from the corrupt Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Later the same month, Smith files a superseding indictment in the documents case the day after Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea bargain with federal prosecutors falls apart. And then yesterday, Smith files his latest indictment. Coming the day after Hunter Biden business associate Devin Archer testified to that House Oversight Committee that Hunter Biden had put his father on the telephone with Hunter's business associate. So you see, I, 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 look, I'm just trying to connect a couple of dots. It's all I'm trying to do. All right. Uh, I am not going to be here tomorrow again. Just a doctor's appointment. Not to worry. Tune in to my friend John Reed. First thing in the morning, God willing, you and I get together again on Friday, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Adios and Viacondios. Going home now to stay. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 